This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe, stay connected, think big, and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus. On today's episode of Hoop Dreams, Steve is back. He is rejoining me after taking a week off, and we got a lot to get into. We are talking the NBA and its return, finally having a target date on when they want to come back. We are talking the four competition scenarios on which they want to return. Um, And then we're also getting into a little bit of Celtics news. Looks like Jason Tatum is going to get that max contract that he's well-deserved. And we're getting into the space launcher as well. If we were going to go to space, what would be the one thing that we do um, on the moon? And then also, uh, if we were astronauts, what would be our entrance music or our walk-up song to the space shuttle? Stay tuned to find out the answers to all these questions on episode 14 of Hoop Dreams. Let's go. Welcome to Hoop Dreams, an unwrapped sports podcast and your mainstay for all things basketball. Here's the guys, Mark Belleville and Steve Lewis. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Hoop Dreams. This is episode 14. Um, As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Steve Lewis. Uh, What's going on, Steve? I made it. I know you had some trouble getting out of work and everything like that, but you made it. I'm glad you could join um, that way I don't have to do in the podcast by myself because last think I was week was awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I just wanted to start off by saying quickly, um, we did have an interview scheduled with uh, Keith Smith, um, a writer, NBA writer for Yahoo Sports and Celtics blog. And um, he had to uh, back out. He just wasn't really feeling it right now with everything that's going on. And and we here, you know, at Hoop Dreams, we completely understand, you know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, this podcast really isn't what's most important with all the things that are going on in the world right now. Um, so we completely understand that and respect his decision. And uh, we hope to have him on in the, on the show uh, in the future episodes for sure. So um, just a shout out to him. And, and like I said, we look forward to having him on in future episodes. So today's episode, we're going to start out by, I want to get into uh, the NBA. Uh, so we have a little bit more clarity on the season and what the NBA is going to look like when it returns. On um, last episode, we talked about, you know, start dates and, and things of that nature. And, you know, I had predicted the 25th. It turns out the NBA is coming back the 31st of July and uh, off by just a week. Uh, but they have settled on a 30 for, July 31st return date and they have put forth four competition uh, competition scenarios uh, in which to return to play. So uh, those competition scenarios are number one, uh, 16 teams coming back uh, seeded normally East eight uh, seeds and West eight seeds, or you could have the 16 uh, teams reseeded and having cross conference uh, matches. The second scenario would be for 20 teams to go to Florida and to have a world cup style uh, group stage format. Uh, we would have four groups. 
And the third scenario would be 22 teams where you would have a playing tournament for the final seeds from the, uh, throughout the, uh, the bottom teams. And then the final scenario is all 30 teams going to the bubble in Orlando and having them play some regular season games about up to 75. So that'd be 10 more regular season games playing out for seeding and then eventually starting the playoffs. Uh, so Steve, I'll start by asking you, man, what's your favorite scenario? If at all, you like any, um, and what do you think the NBA might want to do or what would be the best thing for them to do going forward? I do like the 22 uh, team scenario. I think that it's important to give some of those bottom teams a chance to be able to play their way into the playoffs. If there's any chance, I think that it's a pretty much gives it's a, it's it's about more of the the younger talent gives them a chance to be able to put them on the stage in the playoffs. I think that it's very important that they want the Zion's and the Ja Morant's to be a little bit more uh, showcased. And I know you've heard uh, Damian Lillard express uh, his want to be able to wait. Why show up if he's not going to be able to be able to have a chance? If he has nothing to play for, it doesn't make sense to put himself in harm's way. Um, My question to you about the, if they just did the 16 uh, team format, what's the playoff series is going to be like, would it be standard seven games, seven games? Adam Silver has said from day one that he's wanted seven game playoff series. Uh, for the playoffs to make it as realistic as possible. And one of the biggest reasons he said for that is he didn't want to have the eventual NBA champion to have an asterisk next to his name. Uh, Cause a lot of people are saying that depending on whoever wins this championship, there could be an asterisk next to it uh, with a different format. And then you're playing at a neutral court and things like that. So he wanted to try to make it as uh, normal or as real as a regular NBA season would be. Now would that would that be the same for the twenty two team scenario? Like countless. So once, once you the- get into the playoffs, it would be the same. So you the twenty two team scenario, you'd have pl- a playing tournament, which would be a single elimination tournament to get into the bottom seeding. You know, you play for the bottom seeds, and then once the bottom seeds are set, once all sixteen seeds are set, um, then that's when the seven game series would start. So either way, there would still be seven game series. Exactly. Eventually, at some point, once once the quote unquote playoffs hit, because some of the part might be warm up games, playing games, regular season games. Those are all going to be just one game. Um, And then once the playoffs start is when you'll get into the seven game series. I know the big snag that they had was and it was with the TV deals. And I know they're not going to be able to make any money from attendance this this coming playoffs was that they wanted all the teams to be able to play some sort of regular season because there was a certain amount of games that they need each team to be able to play, to be able to hit a benchmark for TV contracts to make certain amounts of money. I believe it was like 69 or 71 games. And I think that's why they wanted to get some of those teams, or if not all those teams, like you were saying, like the bottom feeders that have no chance to even make the playoffs yeah. in some sort of regular season format. Obviously, it doesn't make sense to bring those teams back because they realistically have no chance. If you want to give those top seeds, though, a chance to be able to get warmed up, though, I think it's kind of necessary, though, to get them some sort of reps prior to a regular season. (laughs) I think it'd be unfair to give warm-ups to a play-in scenario because that kind of gives yeah. them a little bit of a jump start prior to them getting into the, the thing they The thing they said that they don't want to happen is like they don't want the upper-seeded teams or the teams that have busted their ass all season to get a higher seed and then they eventually have to play a team. Let's just say the New Orleans Pelicans, for example. The New Orleans Pelicans play in a play-in tournament and they get hot and they win three, four games in a row to get into the playoffs. Now they got to play a team, a higher seeded team who hasn't even played a game yet. 
you know, that's still going to be rusty. There's going to be chemistry issues and things like that. You don't want that happening because that puts the top seed at uh, unfair advantage, especially at a neutral court. They don't even have home court advantage. Um, so you need these teams to have uh, playing games or practice games, however you want to look at it, to make sure they're ready uh, for competition. Because right away, you can't just throw them into the playoffs because it's not going to be good basketball. It's going to be sloppy. Um, there's going to be a higher risk of injury. Um, these guys, like we have said in past shows, some of them are working out, but some of them, like we talked about, like Jason Tatum hasn't picked up a basketball, you know, since the cool quarantine thing started. So who knows what these guys have been doing? So they're going to need time to get back in, into the swing of things and get ready to go to play some basketball. The one thing I will refute, though, and it, it kind of like trends me back to like thinking of like college based uh, tournaments, like the where if they're probably going to be playing an accelerated uh uh, tournament format. I'm assuming they're going to be playing back-to-back days. They're not going to be spreading out like every other day games, are they? Yeah, you would think so. Because now you would think so because you don't have to have. You'd probably could do two games in a row or just have one day. You don't. There's no travel. Obviously, you don't have to give two days for travel or anything like that because everybody's going to be at the same location. Um, and then you have to compete with. I mean, there's still other events you have to get in in the NBA. Eventually, you got to get the draft in. Eventually, you got to get summer league in, free agency, things like that. And Adam Silver has always said too. One of the biggest things is he doesn't want to have to compete with the NFL uh, once that starts. And the NFL, if everything starts on time, is going to start the first couple of weeks in September. So um, they're battling a time as well. So I agree with you. I think that is something they'll do. They haven't come out and said it yet, but they'll have to have an accelerated schedule and, like you said, probably play some back-to-back games and things like that. Well, as long as the teams are getting a seven-game series out of it and they are going to probably play back-to-back games, I think that that would still favor it's the, the better teams in the long run because I think they would get their legs under them after a little while. And I think that would probably be more of a detriment at some point to those teams that have probably had to play three or four games to probably make their way into the playoffs. And then once you get into the second or third rounds, those play-in game winners probably don't have the benefit of the doubt at that point because most of the way that that won't matter anymore. Most of the yeah. the wear there won't won't matter at that. I don't, at least I don't think right. so. The no. the World Cup format that you mentioned, I thought, and you didn't really explain it. It was kind of just like the way you did with soccer. The top two people uh, they advance. The they would yep. advance to them. I thought that was a pretty unique idea. I don't yeah. think you're right you're idea. basically. You're basically just eliminating the first round of the playoffs by doing the group stages because when you eventually get the top two teams from each group, there's only going to be eight teams left. And so you're basically just going straight to the quarterfinals, then conference finals, and then eventually NBA finals. So by doing that, it's a fun format. It's it's super cool. I mean, think about it. You could have – right now, if you went by the seedings they have now, you could potentially have a group of death of Milwaukee, Boston, uh, OKC, and Dallas. Yeah. Like – and that's Milwaukee is going to play uh, those three teams. Granted, Milwaukee would still probably come out of that group as one of the top two teams, but it's not going to be a cakewalk, you know? So I think that'd be something that'd be pretty cool to see um, on an NBA level. And one way you can do it is because you never have to worry about travel. So, I mean, if there was exactly. one time to get away with it, it would be, and that's why like, if we ever got back to like just doing the one through 16 seedings and just decided to like do it that way and not really care about like conferences, like this would be the time to do it. And as far as everybody talking about asterisks and whatnot, like I don't, I'm not even like, like you play what you, what I don't, you get to deal with. Yeah, I agree you know? with you, man. Like I don't think there's going to be an asterisk for any champion. Like if anything, it's going to be harder now to win a championship. You just took three months off in the middle of a basketball season. Like whoever comes out of this, now you got to win at a neutral court. If if whoever wins this is going to be, I believe, like the ultimate champion. You know what I mean? So. I wouldn't go that um, far, but I mean, it, it, it's just, it's different. 
Right. Like, so, I mean, I I don't, I don't think that it it makes you any less like, unless, unless we see, like you said, like, like (laughs) new Orleans, like steamrolls their way into the NBA finals somehow some way Portland like, Damian Lillard drops 50 a game and just goes crazy like you I mean this these teams have superstars that are capable of doing some damage like you just you never know but I I think it's going to be pretty realistically the same I think the top four teams or top five teams in my head are probably going to end up finding their way into the the the, the Western Conference or Eastern Conference finals one way or another yeah. or, or even like the like final that. final four if you do a final the sweet the sweet 16 scenario as I like to call it and I think that's a cool scenario and that's been talked about for a long time, you know, in the NBA wanting to do that. And a big reason why they're bringing it up now is because like you said, Steve, it's the perfect case scenario where all teams are in one location. You don't have to worry about travel because one of the NBA's biggest things in the past was in a first round series, you have a team like Miami, who's all the way in South Florida, have to go all the way to the West coast and play Portland in a first round series, you know? And I love the NCAA tournament, and a lot of people love the NCAA tournament. If we're gonna, and they're gonna play these these games at the Wild World of Sports down in uh, Disney World, if you can have multiple games going on at one time, and we Dude, can put be... them on, and you can put yeah. them on different stations, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Like the, the chaos. Like I mean, we, who need? I don't need fans at that point. Like yeah. you know, like you got you got you got three or four games going on at one time, like. You can make that work. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah, because they have multiple they have multiple gyms there to do that. Yeah. I just think ratings wise that wouldn't work because you would want all eyes on one game. Like if all you only do one game at a time, all eyes are going to be on one game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yes and no. I mean, I'm I'm sure everybody will be flipping around like crazy though. Like oh, if it, there's multiple games, if there's multiple games, yeah. yeah, obviously everybody will be flipping back and forth. Ratings but if there's are, only, if you only put one game at a time, you're going to have more viewers on one single game. Yeah, but my idea, time, is you know that what I'm saying. Yeah, but my idea is if they're they're probably going to be trying to pump out as many games as possible because if they're I don't know how many courts they're going to have at a time and how many games they're going to have to try to have running, but they're going to need to yeah. be able to get a lot of games in in a short amount of time. I'm assuming because yeah. from what I was reading, they were trying to like finish this up in a month, right? Uh, two months. Oh, just about two months. I mean, I think they half, wanted right? to a month and a half about to two months. They wanted to get done by October first. So in so, theory, like, you know, so, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be pumping out series in like, like a week, week and a half. You can't yes. let them go any longer than that. No. So, and that like brings me to the next point. Like, like if you do playoff games, I mean, I'm sorry, playing games with these or, or um, build up games, scrimmages or whatever you want to call them, regular season games. How long do you do that before you start the playoffs? You can only do it for like maybe a couple weeks. Uh, you know what I mean? Unless you're doing something every day, because series, if we know normally the playoffs start middle of April and they go all the way to the end of June, that's two yeah. and a half months. Like they don't have that time. They don't have two and a half months. Well, right like now. we, yeah, but like we know about the, the way they do their scheduling, though. Like there's sometimes two or three days in between games at some point. Yeah, so. which is not gonna, which is not gonna happen. Yeah, they're not gonna have that. Like everybody's gonna be in one spot. There's not gonna be any traveling. There's not gonna be any moving around. And you know, and everybody's probably gonna be focused in the, the same gym. So. Yeah. And there's a few things, like I said, like we talked about this before, but the NBA needs to have a few things in place and make sure everything's in place. You know, they, they need to make sure that number one, it's whatever scenario they choose is, is the safest scenario with everything that's going on. And I think the 30 team scenario is probably the least safest scenario because it just brings more people 
into that bubble that they're talking about. So there's more risk of contamination and spread of germs and everything. Number two, you need to make sure you got test and lockdown. They haven't said how they're going to test or if that's going to be like before every game, but we need to make sure we don't have another Rudy Gobert situation where if somebody tests positive the next day, the whole season's canceled again because the amount of work that is taken to get this season back together, I'm sure the NBA just doesn't want it to all end just because of one test. So they're going to make sure they got all that, um, you know, settled. And then another thing is that I don't, I don't think they want to, have their top teams be at any kind of disadvantage. Like if you go that 16 team scenario where you cross conference, uh, have cross conference games, you have Milwaukee. Like I've seen the bracket. I'm sure you've seen it too, Steve, where you have Milwaukee on one side of the bracket where in the first round, they play the magic, you know, they kill the magic in the second round. You got to play the heat or the thunder, which is not the heat beat them twice already this year. And the next round, you would probably play the Clippers or the Celtics, which is not easy. And then eventually the Lakers, Whereas the two seed Lakers on the other side of the bracket have, you know, the Rockets and the Nets and the Nuggets and like it's a cakewalk on that side, the Raptors. So like if you do that scenario, the Bucks who should be the you know overall number one seed are getting the short end of the stick, in my opinion. I mean, it's a different kind of year, though. It is a different kind of year, but I, like, I feel you know, like an, I feel like if you do that to that team. Answer. You don't want you an don't, asterisk next to your championship, like like you know, just like, go win it. But I believe if you do that, like, like if, if you, you do, because if, if you're a Western Conference side of it, and you've always said like, well, the Eastern Conference is such a cakewalk every year, like so, like you know, let's mix it up. Like, why are you going to complain? Well, about it has that? been except for this year, right? This past year, you could argue the East has been better than the West. No, but like I'm, no, from top to bottom. Come on. You don't think so? I, I, no, you could argue no, it. I'm saying it's not Le- as set in stone as it was before. LeBron and Kawhi went back to the Western Conference. Like, how can you even think that? So, because Le- you have LeBron, you have the Lakers. So and LeBron Clippers. has dominated the Eastern Conference, like, for the last decade. So, the best team in the league, Conference. the best team in the league is in the East. I'm just talking about, like, just look at the records. Look at record-wise. Yeah, because the you best team in the East because there's nobody in the East. I mean, the Raptors are almost 50 wins. The Celtics are almost 50 wins. Like, this. The, team, the Heat, they're almost, you yeah, know what I'm that, saying? They're 40 plus wins. That shows you how soft the Eastern Conference is, though, because the Raptors, without Kawhi Leonard, who won the championship last year, are still not, doing really good. Are still doing really good. Yeah, they're a good Without they're, Kawhi. They're a nice team. They're a nice yeah. team. We don't think they're going to win a championship, but they're not terrible. Hey, hey, what did the Bulls do when Michael retired the first year? They went. They won fifty-seven games, fifty-five oh, games. They were a nice team, right? And then what yeah. happened? They couldn't win a championship, but they were good. They were better okay, than. A that's lot my of point. Like just because you can't they're, win they're a regular, doesn't mean you're not competitive. They're regular. Yeah, they're regular season good. Okay, and that's what we're talking about right now. They've only played sixty-five games. I know, but they're regular season. About regular good. Like, we, we, we all know. This, we all know the Giants are in the Western Conference when it comes down to it. That's just my opinion. But like, if you if you do the shift that we're talking about. Like the Western Conference is probably like, yeah, let me get some of those Eastern Conference teams. Like we'd rather deal with that. Yeah. And the only one that's going to really whine about it is the Eastern Conference because, or Milwaukee. Because I just Milwaukee think if you do that to a team like Mil, if, if you do that to a team like the Bucks, it, it means like the sixty-five games that they played is all for nothing. Not necessarily. You know what I mean? For to have the number one, the number one seed, and have the best record in the NBA, and then you get stuck on the hardest side of the bracket. The only thing that they can complain about is the fact that they don't have home court advantage. That's, Which is that's another. What, dis- that, that's a huge that, disadvantage for everybody. Yeah, but every, yeah, but that's, everybody's that's at the everybody. same disadvantage. I get that. Exactly. Everybody's at the same disadvantage. And, it's an even Celtics, playing field. As Celtics fan, like, like you should be, and I, and I'm happy about it. All of a sudden, those game seven scenarios, like those, don't matter anymore. No, I mean, as a Celtics fan, 
We're on love that it. same side of the bracket. We got Philly love in the first it. round. We got Clippers in the second round. I love it. Embrace it. Embrace it, right? But like I, I said, I, the, Celtics, the Celtics have been competitive against the Western Conference teams. Look at the record against Western Conference teams. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Lakers. Like, you know what I mean? All these top teams. Uh, the only team they have trouble with is for some reason is fucking Houston. They can't beat Houston, so I don't want to see them, but I'll, I'll, I'll have them go against the Lakers or the Clippers. We'll see. Well, bye guys, we <laughs> but that's just what it is. So we talked about the scenarios, and and then it's too bad we didn't have Keith on tonight because he actually knows the landscape of uh, the wild world of sports so well because he he worked in Orlando for I think he said like twenty years. Twenty years he worked there, which is crazy. He knows that place in and out like the back of his hand. So it would have been nice to have him on, but he would he would have been able to tell us about the the, the landscape of not only the gymnasium but like the setup. And he actually talked about the accommodations, and there was a funny thing I listened to on his last interview where agents were actually complaining about like some of the the teams getting worse accommodations than other teams, and I just thought that that was just so 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 sad. Like, I, like yeah, I just I don't see how you can complain. Especially during these times, like you're going, you're getting a hotel, like, so you're not staying at the Ritz Carlton, uh, you know, I, we apologize, it's Disney World, but Disney World, if you've, if anybody's, you know, watching this or listening has ever stayed there, they got some pretty nice resorts outside of their discounted resorts. I mean, they and, got some, some pretty nice rooms there. And I can't express this enough, like, like the UFC has clearly, so the first event they they had a tested positive uh, fighter. They immediately sent him home. The, the event went on. And Dana White said it like, if you want these events to work, you have to invest a lot of money into it. And when he says you have to invest a lot of money into it, it means you have to invest a lot of money into testing. But he proved that even with a positive test, the show could still go on and you could still maintain what you, you need to do. And that's going to be the big test of what these pro sports are willing to go through because I can't see one test being the end all for everything. And I know that's what's going on with all these major sporting leagues is like, they're just waiting for one league to say, all right, we're going to go first and then we're going to see how it works out. And I know that it looks like basketball is going to be the first one to do it. And, and you're talking about this bubble and everybody with the accommodations and, and you're saying the less people, the better. And that's obviously understandable, but Florida's opened their doors to everything. And yep. Very true. So, so we have to understand that, like, for pro athletes, they're going to get around the clock testing. They're going to be, they're going to have around the clock care with doctors and physicians. And I have to assume that they're not going to be able to stray a- away from the. No, that's why they're calling it a bubble. There's going to be limitations. You can only go so far. Well, what an awesome bubble, though. Like yeah, you're at, yeah, Disney World. Yeah, where else would you? And they're reopening be? the. I mean, there's talks about them reopening the park soon. Like, I mean, know, I get it. You probably don't want to go out and no, mingle I mean, I'm with. I'm not saying they're gonna go to the park and. and exactly, but I'm just stuff. saying, like, even at the resorts, there's so much to do. <laughs> like, if you're just chilling, like, like, like there could they, be worse places to have a bubble. Like, I just can't. If they, if they're really willing to go into this, and then all of a sudden there's one positive t- case, and they're willing to just stop it over that, then they shouldn't be doing this. Like, I just exactly. can't. You know, so I have to. I have to see that they're going in with their eyes wide open and assuming that something could happen, and and then they have to quarantine or they have to do whatever they need to do. Mm-hmm. But I mean. I'm that's such a crazy that. thing. That's such some crazy thing that you have to worry about too. Like you always worry about injuries and stuff. Yeah, uh, but you have guys that can be like LeBron James. What if he go? What if he's asymptomatic? He's not even showing any signs, but yeah, he still tests positive. Like, 
Lakers chair. He's got to quarantine for two weeks. Two weeks is the minimum. Like you're done. Lakers are done. It's just a crazy scenario, like crazy things that they're that, that could potentially. But I'm you know, assuming the, the I'm assuming those guys are going to get tested every day. Yeah. Oh yeah, they have to, or before every game at least. Right. So I don't. That's what makes the most sense in order to keep this thing going. You know. And I know healthcare professionals right now because I like they, they have 24 hour testing results. So I know I know that they're available. And I know with the UFC that they were doing testing every two days prior to the events. I know they had a Wednesday test and then they had a Friday test before way and then whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it's going to be like that's if that, that's the way they're going to have to do it. And I so we'll see. But that, that's that that's basically what's going on. And I see with baseball, baseball and the players and the and, and the, the owners. It's just so ridiculous watching millionaires argue with billionaires. Yeah, and it then, just doesn't. And like, then, no one's going to win that battle. And then seeing us like regular Joes like going to work every day making making no money. And yeah. it's hard and it's hard to comprehend <laughs> like like man, like I hate you guys kinda a little bit. Like, you know, like bit. yeah, because you're complaining about like put live in our shoes, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're we're, like, we're I, literally I, I grinding get, every day. I get the concerns and trust me, like we all have the concerns. Like some of us don't have a choice. And clearly you guys have the means to have a choice and that's great. But to think that you guys won't be properly taken care of and be put in the best situation to be safe. Yeah. It, it just blows my mind. Like, you know, yeah. so like, and, and I'm assuming that like, like I said, like if they're going to do this and they're going to put themselves in these accommodations at the, at this, uh, at the Disney wild world of sports, like it's going to work. Yeah, I mean the NBA's best asset is their players. They're not gonna make you know they're gonna make sure that their players are well taken care of and not in any harm at all. So we're not gonna have to worry about that. So um, it does look like we might get some more news this week though. Uh, Thursday they are having a vote on that competition format, so we should know within the next few days what that is gonna be. And then the last few weeks we've kind of been getting a new little tidbit on the season and getting more clarity on it every every week. So um, next week or or the week after, I mean we should be learning as far as when players are going to or teams are going to report to Orlando and start that, you know, get into that bubble and start these games and, and, and all these formats that are, that are going on. So um, we should, we should know soon. Uh, and, and we're very excited about that, man. I can't wait to get back to basketball. We're waiting forever. <laughs> wait for something. Exactly. And you got to think ratings wise, it's going to do unbelievable no matter what. I mean, you look, you had the last dance that went crazy and then you had a golf match. That was that was the highest rated golf match there is out of, and it was just four superstars playing. You know what I mean? So people are just dying, and you got people who've never watched like German league soccer that are watching German league soccer right now. So people are just dying to watch sports. So regardless of what the NBA does, TV wise, like we talked about, one court or they have two games going on at the same time, it's gonna kill ratings wise. So it'll it'll do really really well. Basically, Um, it's basically anything that you don't know an end result to. Yes. Have good, will, that will have good ratings yeah. these days. You could argue it's even going to be more of a draw <laughs> to like the just the average NBA fan with the new format and everything that they're thinking about doing. Like it could just bring more eyes to the table. People that normally might not watch basketball are now going to be watching it. Yeah. So. I mean, that's true. And we, and we talked about it. I mean, like this will be a good experiment. Like they're going to run this to the end of august early uh, mid-september and then they won't have the restart until they're saying probably christmas time and i know Mm -hmm. we talked about this a while ago with hopefully maybe the nba actually restarting their league continuously around christmas day with not being able to have to compete against other pro sportings like 
the yep. NFL season, the hockey, the end of the end of the Major League Baseball. Obviously, it doesn't look like Major League Baseball is going to compete with anything because I don't think Major League Baseball is going to. Uh, dude, I know you're a baseball guy, but baseball sucks, bro. It's not America. It is not America's pastime anymore. I apologize. Does it does it suck because of the game itself, or does it suck because of the players and the owners right now? Uh, the game is so, so to me like so. You're a diehard baseball fan as well, like you know the ins and outs of the game. For me, I'm an average fan. Like I'm a Red Sox fan. Like I'll watch the Sox, but I, I obviously won't watch all 162 games. And I'll I'll tune into the playoffs. You know when they make the playoffs. For me, the games are just too long. A lot of these games. Well, that's the problem that they they don't want to evolve. They don't want to change. Like every sport has made changes to their game to to find ways to be more inventive to make the game more progressive. And baseball doesn't want to do that. And it's part of the players' fault and it's part of the owners' fault. And for whatever reason, they don't want to change anything. They just want more money, more revenue. And this is the first time that you're seeing a rebellion and some backlash happen. And it's going with the players. And it's going with the owners, but now you're seeing the fans like look back from afar, being like, you know what, we don't really, we don't really care for you guys now. And it's very bad PR. It's very, very bad PR. And you, and I'm seeing votes from like people saying that, like, honestly, we don't really care if we don't watch baseball this year. And that's crazy. To Agreed. Me. I agree with those people. <laughs> and that's and that and that's really crazy to me because I mean, there's one thing that I used to always say. It was like. I could always wake up the next day and there was always a Red Sox game on. And they'd lose, yeah. they'd win, and then tomorrow's a new day and the Red Sox will be back on. The Red Sox were always there, always there during the summer. And that would be one day because there's nothing else on during the summer. You know? No, I mean, you got the NBA Finals until June. And then after that, it was like. But that's why I was saying, like, it'd be nice to have the NBA start at Christmas Day. And that way you have the NBA push into July. And then maybe early part of August. So you have that push and, yeah. and it would be bad for baseball, but the NBA would trump it. It would be good for the NBA. Yeah. Because I mean, let's face it. The NBA, I think is a bigger global sport, uh, but the NFL absolutely rules this country. And so to compete with the NFL ratings wise, is just a death sentence. You know what I mean? They just, you can't do it. It's tough. That's this one day that's, that's for football. And, and and everybody tunes in and you got the whole fantasy football thing now and people are watching every game. They're just all eyes are glued to the NFL. So to have your season start on Christmas Day, um, where it's a huge day, you know, Christmas Day in the NBA is like Thanksgiving for football. There's five marquee games on. You always have the best matchups. And at that time, at the end of December, you only have about five weeks left in the NFL season. So there's only five weeks of the season you got to compete with as opposed to basically the whole as opposed to the whole season. Um, so. I think that would be better for the NBA. You'd still be able to get all 82 games in. Uh, like you said, you would just finish a little bit later. You would push everything back. Trade deadline would get pushed back. All-star game pushed back. Um, playoffs pushed back. And eventually the finals would be pushed back to probably July or so. And you, um, maybe early August, which you, like you said, the only other thing at that time is baseball, and they're not going to have any competition. And you, even, and you even see it. And you even see it during the football season. Like the NBA caters to the NFL schedule. Like Super Bowl Sunday. Like you're seeing matinee basketball games just so they can get away from that and playoff games, matinee basketball games. Like they're always trying to find ways to fit NBA games in so they don't get lambasted by NFL games that in primetime mm -hmm. because they know no one's going to watch them. So mm -hmm. rather than deal with that, 
just find a better time of year to just run it, you know? You know, and, and it's least- crazy too, like even the sucky games, like the Thursday night games that everybody complains about in the NFL where you have like the Jaguars versus the Titans are doing better numbers than the TNT NBA games yeah. on Thursday nights. And it's just it's just a part of it, Mark. I mean, you got 82 regular season basketball games. So, I mean, like no one really cares about the first quarter. I mean, unless you're a diehard fan. like I mean, first- I do, but, like, yeah, I, but I, mean, I got the league quarter- pass, man. I'm watching everything. True, but I mean the first quarter of the season, like you know, like a lot yeah. of people are, you know, like kind of sleepwalking through it, and it, and it, it. And, it, and it would give more shine to college basketball too. Like it opens up that sport a little bit more, and mm. you know, and the first quarter of an NBA season with eighty-two games obviously doesn't mean as much as like an NFL season where every game matters in a sixteen-game season. Absolutely, the more more eyes are glued to that, you know. And the NHL also is going on around that time too. So I mean, yes, yep, for sure. So. You know, I think, and like you said, man, I, I think we're on the same page with this one. I think the NBA this year is going to do that. I think they'll use it that as um, a learning uh, point, and they'll see how it does. And I think going forward, they this could be kind of a stepping stone to continue to do that for future seasons. I agree. So, uh, one last thing we want to get into, guys, before we uh, before we head out is um, we are um, obviously a couple of Celtics fans, and there was some news recently um in the nba um and celtics front with jason tatum and his contract and um they said that it was reported that the celtics going to offer jason tatum the max uh contract at the end of this season uh surprise surprise not a shock to anybody he's definitely earned it um but with that happening and the celtics offering him the max they basically have said that they're going to go to battle with kemba walker jalen brown and jason tatum those are your three guys. Jalen got his contract. He's locked up long-term. Kemba's got his max. He's locked up long-term. And now you have Jason Tatum. So it looks like the Celtics is going to ride with those three guys going forward. Um, what do you think, Steve, is their kind of ceiling? Do you see Jason Tatum eventually leading the Celtics to a title? Um, do you think that these three guys, Tatum, Brown, and Kemba, could eventually lead them to a title? Or do you think they just kind of be top-of-the-line Eastern Conference for years to come? Well, I think it depends on – where they're what they're going to add to it i think this is bad news for gordon hayward i don't see gordon hayward returning he doesn't really yeah he doesn't really fit now right it doesn't fit and i think he i think it it doesn't make sense for him now i think money wise like i can't see him be unless he's willing to restructure i can't and and i i don't think he would be i think him and brad have like this thing you know what i mean like he would come back he would come back to boston for less for sure i don't know but I mean, yeah, I mean, you're talking about two guys that you drafted in the top three um, that are, what, 20, 23, and 22? 23, 21? 22. Jason Tatum just turned 22 this year. You know, I mean, so, I mean, I mean, their prime years are ahead of them in their in their next in their next contract, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean. It's I like, mean, it's, they, to me, it's like, look what they're doing already. Like, Jalen Brown is averaging 20 points a game. Tatum was his first season as an all-star. Like, these guys are just moving up and getting better and better every single year. It'd be crazy to think that they're not going to just get better from here on out. There's no evidence that shows that they're going to decline and not be what everybody expects them to be. So, I mean, the skill set that Jason Tatum has, if, if he continues to get better, there's no reason to believe that he wouldn't be able to eventually lead the Celtics to at least one championship. They got to keep Marcus Smart with them. Uh, they got. They just got to yes. keep finding some good the core. Moldy you got to keep the core guys. You got. You got to find some good moldy pieces that work with those guys and just understand that those are the guys that are going to carry them where they need to go. Hopefully, Kemba stays healthy. Obviously, we saw some late 
uh, injuries. And, and that was another thing. I mean, obviously I, I used to come at Kemba with his, his, uh, his knee injury, but if there was anybody that needed the rest and, and that could be coming, that, that this could be good news for the Celtics. Mm-hmm. If they come into this playoff format, um, it was Kemba because he was hobbling going into oh, the whole, big whole stretch of the, of the season. And I had no faith that he was going to be able to hold. Well, the whole the team was really Gordon got banged up right before they were, they quit. And then Jalen Brown was laboring with a hamstring injury. So, I mean, not only the Celtics, but all these teams, like, you're going to get everybody back at a hundred percent, which is going to be huge. It's, it's probably one of the best playoffs we'll see in a long time. Yep. So, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I like it. That's exactly like when you envisioned, the, the the Nets policing of of the trade, that's exactly what you wanted when you when you got those picks that you were going to be able to get cornerstones for the next regime, and with Jalen and Jason, that's exactly what you got. So that definitely was a home run for Danny, and hopefully they can continue to add the necessary pieces and not continue to send them up to Maine because we don't want Maine to continue to be a juggernaut, Mark. We want the Boston Celtics to become a juggernaut. <laughs> Dude, the Maine Red Claws are the best. You could send them overseas and they'd win some championships probably. I mean. They're just I putting mean, on a show. Taco Fall is um, unbelievable. Every year the Celtics have nine draft picks and seven of them go on to the Maine Red Claws. So. Yeah, so it makes sense why Maine's a juggernaut. Yeah, so that's just what it is. <laughs> But I, but we didn't talk about the beginning of the show. I know we want to end on it, but I mean, there was a space launch the other day. I know there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, let's get into cool. it. So there was a space launch. I'm sure a lot of people know Elon Musk did a privatized mission to to space. Uh, it was the first uh, privatized mission uh, by something not done by NASA, and it was actually really cool. They actually had their own walk up music, and they did uh, Thunderstruck. And made me think of what would be my walk-up music when I wanted to go up to space. And I thought about yours. And and go ahead, you can you can give me what your uh, walk-up music would be. Well, in honor of the last dance and my love for Michael Jordan, it would be the Bulls intro. And that's exactly what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah. And, well. uh, and my and mine was gonna be Ted. Tell Nugent. me that doesn't fit perfect. Like, yeah. come on. I was gonna. I I would have picked Ted Nugent Stranglehold. I just think you know. <laughs> Like I just thought that was <laughs> that fits. You think that would have been another great oh, one? I mean, who's not going to be fired up? Like you know, and, and like I said, and yeah, I, but and Thunderstruck. I, they walked up to Thunderstruck. Like Thunderstruck's not bad. Like if that doesn't get no. you fired up, listen, like, I thought these that dudes was, were ready. I did not. I, I, all they needed was la- uh, like a laser show going on, and I and I would have been. Yeah, all you fired can't up. knock the song. You can't knock the song choice for sure. Didn't even see it coming, but I know I was fired up for him. I was like, this is going to work, and it was <laughs> weird. It was like the day before, like they had a huge malfunction. And I was like, oh, they're in deep trouble. And then they actually had a thunderstorm that was like hovering over them for like hours. And I didn't think the launch was going to happen. And 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 the thing about the space launch is now you have these cameras and feeds that go like 16, 17 minutes after they actually launch. So like instead of like the old school thing where they like look up to the sky and as soon as like you can't see them anymore, it's over. Like you get to watch these guys for a really long time. And that and that, and that space launches will never not be cool ever. And I started listening to like a lot. Oh of, yeah, for sure. I started listening to like a lot of astronaut. Like, uh, I think it was like on podcasts and that they had lead ups and they were talking about like things that they did on the moon, and that got me thinking. Like, what would be the first thing you would do on the moon that would be memorable to you? I, I would. I mean, two things. I know we talked about this pre-show, but two things. I would. I would hit a golf. I would try to hit a golf ball. Probably be the longest drive I've ever hit. 
and I'd probably try to shoot a basketball, which would probably be almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, they talked about like, like one of them said that he like did like try to do the longest jump and he landed on his back. I forget who it was, but when he landed on his back, like he broke one of his, like he broke like a piece of the tank and it like, it almost killed him. Yeah, that's dangerous. You don't want to do that. Well, yeah, but I mean, I would just, I would hit the longest ding ever, you know, throw that ever. drop. Like, you know, that would be my thing. How long is that? Is somebody going to, you just going to soft toss it to yourself? Is somebody going to pitch it to you? I mean, would you I just mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm would you just throw it up and just to do and swing like, at it? Like, somebody would just pick it up and they would just kind of glide. Or you could even just like kind of, I could just, even... I could just hold it there, just let go, and then you just swing. Yeah, it'd be something that, like that. I don't even that know how hard work. I would have to hit it, but it, it would just, you would be swinging in slow motion. You wouldn't be able to like even, all the way to Pluto, dude. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> you, you don't have that kind of. You don't have that power. Oh yes, I. You do. don't have warning track power. Bro, that's warning track. Pluto is warning track. <laughs> I mean, how far is Pluto from the moon? Like, do you know? I mean, it's the furthest planet away. So I mean, so, that's that's there you pretty go. far. It's pretty far. You're not getting a Pluto. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. <laughs> would you? Would you ever? If you got a free trip to the moon, would you take it? I'd say I'd probably say I would want to, but I'd probably say no because I'd be nervous as shit. I would have no like I'd have no idea what's going on or the risks that you know what I'm saying. Like there'd be so many risks in that. You're talking about a guy jumping and almost landing on his back and dying. Like yeah, I'd be lost. I'd be lost up there. He was messing around out there. I got a family to take care of. Like you know what I'm saying. So my so my thing was like I always said no because of what you're saying. There's so many risks involved. But then I like thought about like so what if you were like 65? Would you then take the free trip to the moon at that point? Oh, like like nearing the end of the of my days? Yeah, probably. I mean, at okay. that point. So, so that, yeah, but at that point, right? my family, my three kids are adults. They can fend for themselves, take care of themselves. They don't need daddy at that point. You know what I'm saying? I, oh, I, I so I mean, obviously, I would still want to be there for them. I'm not saying it's okay if something happened to me, but. You know, it's obviously easier on them to be able to fend for themselves, you know? So so my thing about, like, going to the moon, like, it's just, like, the silence would just be, like, crazy to me. Like, I know that they're doing a lot of stuff up in the space station and, like, a lot of things are going around about, like, you know, but there's only so many things you can do. Like, the boredom would probably, like, kill you. But if there was one time that you would want to get away from Earth right now, like, this would definitely be the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. What are you missing out on? Yeah, I hear you. Like coronavirus, I, I think I think you're probably safer up at the moon right now than you probably are down here. Yeah, it's crazy. So that about wraps it up, guys. Uh, brings us to the end of, of episode 14. So hope all you guys are uh, just as excited as us for the NBA's return. Um, looks like we're going to get some more clarity uh, within the, the coming weeks of uh, when this situation and when the NBA is going to be back um, in the bubble in Orlando at the Wide World of Sports. And we'll bring it to you here on Hoop Dreams uh, with future episodes. We'll let you know everything that's going on. So um, stay tuned. We'll be back next week with another episode. Um, Until then, peace, guys. Ciao. Thanks again for listening to episode 14 of Hoop Dreams. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as all other podcast platforms. Make sure to leave us a review while you're there and let us know how we're doing. Also, make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can follow myself at HoopDreams underscore MB. You can also follow my co-host Steve Lewis at slewis5656 for all the latest updates with the show. We are now live streaming all episodes and 
Love the interaction we have been getting from our listeners. If you're interested in tuning in to a live show, just stay tuned to our Twitter accounts and we will let you know when we will be going live. We will be back with another episode next week. But until then, remember to always follow your hoop dreams. number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk i know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group mad harmony but you will bounce back i mean you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the name your price tool it should be you giving me the pep talk now get out there hit that high note and take mad harmony all the way to nationals this year sorry it's pitchy Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This year, love looks a little different. We're still gathering. We're just doing it virtually. And we're still connecting. We're just doing it safely. So whether it's lighting candles over FaceTime, family dinner through Zoom, or opening gifts virtually, traditions can keep us close, even when we can't be together. Stay safe. Stay connected. Think big and plan small this holiday season. Let's save lives, Columbus.